Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, Murder at the Warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wondered what it's like to witness a murder? Forrest grabbed the knife and then just stabbed Johnny in one motion. Or how it feels to be shot. I was immediately hit by a barrage of bullets. Or how you would react if your spouse hired someone to kill you. And he was to put me in a grave with a bullet wound on my head. These are the stories you'll hear on the podcast called What Was That Like? True stories told by the actual person who went through it. You'll hear from a stalking victim. Came back upstairs and when I came back and turned the corner into my room, I saw him standing there. You'll hear from a man who was kidnapped and tortured. I would do anything, say anything, to simply get away. And you'll hear actual 911 calls. Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Real people in unreal situations. Search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or at whatwasthatlike.com. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. Not every killer has a motive, and it leaves a senseless crime feeling even more so. On January 25th, 1996, a man was led to the gallows for a crime that even he didn't know why he committed. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Billy Bailey was born in January of 1947 as either the ninth or 19th of 23 children living in poverty with his parents in Smyrna, Delaware. When Billy was less than a year old, his mother tragically passed away and his father followed soon thereafter when he was just six. After the loss of both of his parents, Bill was shuttled from foster home to foster home where he suffered from physical abuse until he left at the age of 14. Though there are a number of gaps where the sources don't have information on his life, we do know that at some point, Billy got married and, after she had their daughter, he began drinking heavily. When the little girl was just a few months old, she was badly burned while in her father's care, and her hand needed to be amputated. 
His in-laws blamed him for the injury, and he was later prevented from seeing her altogether. Triggering more excessive drinking, Billy was convicted of forgery in 1978, and while waiting for his sentence, was living in a community correction center called Plummer House. On May 21st, 1979, after learning that, under a habitual offender statute, he might be facing life in prison for the fraud, Billy decided to up and leave the work release center in Wilmington and go on the run. Later showing up at the home of his foster sister, Sue Ann Coker, Billy drunkenly refused to go back to the plumber house. With no one making any moves to send him back, Billy decided to go on the school run with Charles Coker so he could be dropped off at a nearby package store. There, he robbed the clerk at gunpoint and ran out with a 22 caliber pistol and a bottle in each hand. Getting back into the car with Charles, he told his foster sister's husband that the police would be coming soon and asked him to drop him off about two miles away. Charles agreed and once alone in the car again, drove back to the package store and called the police on Billy Bailey. While this was happening, Billy entered the farmhouse belonging to 80-year-old Gilbert Lambertson and his 73-year-old wife, Clara. Once inside, Billy shot Gilbert once in the chest with the pistol and once in the head with a found shotgun. He then turned the weapons on Clara, shooting her once in the shoulder, hitting both her and Gilbert once each in the abdomen, and then in the neck with the shotgun. The couple tragically passed away from their injuries. Billy arranged their bodies in chairs and fled the scene. The Lambertson's daughter-in-law later found their bodies after hearing shots and rushing over. Billy was later spotted running across the Lambertson's field by a Delaware State Police helicopter patrolling the area, and after attempting to shoot the helicopter out of the sky, was arrested and brought into the station. When asked why he killed Gilbert and Clara Lambertson, Billy responded, quote, I don't really know, and, quote, I just know that I feel bad about it. It hurts sometimes when I think about it. When I say hurt, I think about the Lambertsons and how much they hate me and I start to cry, and sometimes I cry myself to sleep at night. Billy Bailey was found guilty of the double murder in 1980, and he was sentenced to death for his crimes. Although the method of execution in Delaware had been changed to lethal injection in 1986, while Billy awaited his sentence, he had the legal option to choose to be hanged instead. That is exactly what he did, and after 50 years without a hanging, wooden gallows were built, and on January 25th, 1996, Billy Bailey ascended those stairs and took his final breath. As of 2023, he remains the last person to be executed by hanging in the United States. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on January 26th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.